Honey, you're ruining our kid with Jarlath and Tina, a Go Loud parenting podcast proudly sponsored by Buy Me. The only way to get done stores delivered to your door in as little as an hour. Shop the full range of grocery products handpicked by your Buy Me personal shopper. T's and C's apply. It's Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the parenting podcast from the Irish Man Abroad, brought to you in association with Go Loud. And if ever, Tina, I get a window back into what it is to be sleep deprived, not tired, just oh, for yeah. the parents. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know when people go, oh God, I'm so tired. And you're just going, no, 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 I'm not tired. I am sleep deprived. Yes, yes, yes. We got a window into it this week. I mean, just explain to people exactly what took place. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it's hard to explain, really, but the dog we live with, <laughs> we do, the dog whose house we're staying in, um, just decided to bark all night. From half 11 to half, half six, six in the morning. And like, no exaggeration. Never stopped. Constant. Never stopped barking. Didn't matter how many times you said to him, dude, everything's okay. Yeah, rub I hugged him, him. I snuggled him. I put made him, him out. Wee, he did, did the wheeze. Poo. He did poos. Gave him water, gave him food. It was like a toddler who's like gone off the reservation. It was really traumatic. I gave up pretty early because yeah. I was like, I'm going to put a pillow over my head. So and you get went some with sleep. the pillow over the head. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> if that's what you had done when your kid was crying in the yeah. middle of the night? I'm too tired for this. I'm <laughs> just going to put a pillow over my head. But when I you had say no we live patience. with this dog, it yeah. always sounds like he's our flatmate. Yeah. And he's just like, it's his house. I can't complain. He is... The strangest dog. He's the I've worst ever met. First of all, I'm afraid of dogs. There I are worse dogs. No, Let's there's be clear. nobody. There are dogs that attack people. I would prefer that. <laughs> I think I would prefer to be attacked than a, this dog. And fairness to him, in eight in eight months of being here, this is the first night this has happened. But it was so unreasonable. It was just yeah. like those days where you're like. With the tiny baby, we're going, you're being ridiculous. Well, like he used to do it a lot when we we used to be back on holidays and uh, Jarla would come down and go, shut the fuck up. And he would go to sleep all offended. But like <laughs> he's a tiny dog. Like it's very hard to describe yeah. this dog. He refuses to eat food except one, one type. pellet at a time. One type of food. So he's really skinny. He also put, eats one nut of, of the food and then puts one nut in the shoe at the front, whatever yeah. door dog or uh, shoe is at the door. There's uh, one for me, one for you. He doesn't drink water out of the dish regularly. He punches it with his t- paw. And, and catches it yeah, in the air. He flaps it when the yeah. water goes up. And there's water obviously everywhere. He catches it in his mouth. Like he definitely he's, doesn't know he's a dog. He doesn't know. I don't know what he thinks he like, is, but it's not a dog. No, it's a dog. I think, I think our other dogs that live outside, Cody two, and two Buddy, here this is also. a lot of dog talk, it's but our other <laughs> our other dogs you know I mean? are great. They know their dogs. They're like, hey, I'm a dog. I'm really nice. Look, come say hello to me. I'm a dog. I'm really yes, cute. Anybody got a ball? Anyone got a ball? You got a ball? Yeah, they're brilliant. To come back, though, to the sleep deprivation. The we were so day, tired. I have never. Uh, well, I have. And it just brought back such memories. Yeah. Shout out to all of the parents who are out there now going. Yeah. Oh, my God. The whole reason I'm listening to this podcast is I have 30 minutes to myself. Yeah. And trying to return to yourself. Like, it does feel like the weirdest hangover, like well, jet lag. It is like jet lagged. And it really did remind me of those early days with Mikey when we're just so tired. Like, when you go to fill a bottle and you realise I'm actually pouring the milk into, into the bin. Into the kettle. <laughs> into the bin. Into the bin. 
<laughs> the amount of times I did that or put toys in the washing machine oh and God. stuff. If you have one of those, mm. we need to do a call out. What is the most bizarre thing you've done while sleep deprived? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I knew I was sleep deprived for the first time in my life when I drove past a hospital and I honestly thought to myself, jeez, I wouldn't mind a week in there. Yeah. It brought a smile to my face. The thought of just getting to light. Maybe if I throw myself down the stairs. (laughs) I I was fantasizing Mm. over what small injury could result in me going to the hospital. I hear you because I always end up in hospital at some point each year. And when I became a mother, I was like, oh, it'll be great now when I'm in hospital for that bit of time. (laughs) If this is people's first time listening to the show, (laughs) we've got to be clear. Tina does wind up in hospital (laughs) once a year usually, but it's not at my hands. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't put her in hospital once a year. Yeah, Tina's very, very specific health situation. Yeah, and, and sometimes my body just goes, that's it. I need, need a, a lot break. of different things in it to keep it going. Anyway, the dog made us very tired and no one cared mm. the next day. Nobody cared. I'm not sure we were believed. Yeah, I don't think people believed us. People were like, well, I would have heard him. And but also like, like mm. people didn't believe that he barked constantly, but he barked constantly. It was, it was insane. And I thought... Any moment now he'll get tired yeah, yeah. or his no. bark will go. Can they lose their bark? I don't know. I thought about every. I, thought I don't about know, Jared. This is long. All these bad thoughts. But uh, I will say. Oh, it, I definitely thought about killing the dog. Sorry, I did. And you know what? I wouldn't even be sad about it. I wouldn't even be sad about it because he's such a non-dog. He's not oh. even a, he's not even a, what, Jared? I, I always go to. He the, won't let you rub him. But just like with a kid who's crying the whole time. Well, or you can't a compare a dog to a kid. Is the innocence that like the dog sometimes it feels with the like you know when you feel like your kid is being spiteful yeah that is the problem with this dog no you can't is compare dogs to children like he was pissed off we were in watching a movie and he heard we definitely us. didn't say good night to him like we normally do yeah, and i think he went he fucking bananas but you know He's what a bit of a royal yeah you know, yeah i mean shout out to everybody who's <laughs> celebrating the coronation <laughs> I mean, really, before we get going, congratulations, Charles. I got the orb. Yeah. Got your stick. I need an orb of power myself. I watched it because, like, I adore history and I'm like, I'm not going to let the historical moments pass. There are other things I use this as an excuse for everything because I read. excuse for buying. Because I read. Harry's yeah, book. I read Harry. I read it. I'm a historian. Yeah, I read not, it. I'm titillated by all of this little. That bits book of information. is so boring. I'm sorry. That book is boring. Really? But yeah. But um, I did watch it because I was like, how could I let this pass? I've been reading about kings and stuff for years and I'm just going to not watch it actually happen in real life. But it's batshit crazy. Batshit bananas. And you also watched it from a child behaviourist perspective (laughs) to watch Prince Louis. Louis, And he got taken out. just keeps giving. They literally snipered him off a roof. Yeah. Someone tasered him with Calpol I mean the poor Dozol. can you imagine how stressed out his nanny is though because they led with the caption Prince this, Louis this has month. been allowed go <laughs> but the, he's going to sit through the whole two hours but the nanny is on standby and I was like that's hilarious then the camera is not really going to Kate and them but then it does flash over and Prince Louis is not there anymore so Prince Louis is gone, gone. and then when the granddad is leaving at the end Prince Louis is back and I'm like that's hilarious best bit of the whole thing Kate and William holding up the whole show because they were late (laughs) and it was the most human and family moment of the whole thing because you knew dad's going to be furious over this (laughs) we're going to get such a bollocking at the afters (laughs) where the fuck were you 
the tube was really full. <laughs> Who knew? Loads of people came. It was well, bloody unacceptable. It's so funny. But we, speaking about sleep deprivation, now one more thing. When I talk about killing the dog, which was a thought I really had that night. I do have to be careful when it comes to sleep and interrupting my sleep. Once when I was a child and we were at a family, we were staying in Linan, mm -hmm. in Linan Hotel. It's actually a cute place. And they had a room for the whole family. So all five of us were in it. And I woke up during the night about to smother my father. Oh, my God. I was gosh. standing over him with a pillow. With the pillow. About to do it. And... I, uh, and is this why this has happened so many times in our relationship those <laughs> unrelated events? <laughs> no, but can you imagine that in my sleep, his snoring was annoying me so much that I took the pillow, went over into it. Amazing um, that that's how your subconscious works. But like when I woke up about to do it, I remember going, oh, Jesus. And then going, just going back to sleep. Oh, Jesus. It's <laughs> about to commit a murder. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to sleep. Yeah. Uh, quite a lot of sift through there, Tina, and quite a lot to sift through in today's episode. We've got three banger questions for you and an extra one over on patreon.com yes. forward slash Irishman Abroad. Come on over to hear the extra content, but let's get to it. Question one. Hello, Tina and Jarlath. I have two twin boys. They are funny and adorable. I love that people preface their questions with how awesome their kids are yeah. before they tell us the crazy things. That <laughs> I do been love them. I love my children. <laughs> I love my kids. But what you're about to hear, don't judge them. <laughs> yeah. They are my world. But saying that, here we go. <laughs> I cannot bring them out of the house. They are both runners. Oh, oh no, twins. You've experienced with this. It's a nightmare. No amount of evening wine can take the edge <laughs> off my stress levels. And you are entitled to that wine oh, by law. They are, they are four. Is that too old for leads? Straight away, I'm like, no. No, get me it. Either. Get those Shame leads those on. Shame those four year olds. They are at their worst in the shops, in the supermarket. Stealing <laughs> those <are> trousering <laughs> goods. I love it. Trashing. Okay, I love that. Just drag the hand along the shelves. <laughs> they sound want, pretty out of I control. want a video of these kids uh, playing hide and seek. Oh, yeah, this is lovely because to them, this is a game. Mm. This is a wonderful game of hide and seek. I have yet to leave the supermarket without crying. Okay, less funny. I mean, if you're in that position, like we've all had that where you're like, I just. Well, you've cried in Ikea a few times. Yeah. And that was before we had kids. Yeah, it was before we had kids. <laughs> Waiting till my partner is home so I can shop alone doesn't always work. I need help. Please help me. P.S. Love the show. And I appreciate the P.S. <laughs> yeah. as always. Tina, where do you start with this? Oh, that's really tough. Well, first of all, four year olds are it's a pr really common age for thievery <laughs> stealing not putting things in their there. pockets and not really understanding they're supposed to pay for it I mean I've told Jarlet before that sometimes at the end of school we'd have to pat them down or get them to pat themselves <gasps> down because they always want to take the tiny <laughs> bit at down. the top of the pink tower and the right. you know and little and, tiny yeah. bits and pieces well, like we all remember you had your eye on something in the <laughs> yeah. classroom like if I had the chance I know and they don't I seem to respect you know that that you know that they don't really not they don't respect. They just don't understand mm. yet. Yeah. You can't just take things. Yeah. Well, you know, regard. the classroom is part of their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab place that I absolutely. Go. And um, yeah, so that is a problem. We mm. know that. So, yeah. You know, 
But um, oh so don't my feel God. bad about it. So yeah, this. don't feel bad. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's not yeah. like they're delinquents. They're just yeah. doing something really and normal. And this too will pass, right? Oh, yeah. And of course, you have to tell them they can't just take things. But don't worry that they're just awful children. It's really common. Um, Four-year-old twin boys who run. I mean, that is a nightmare. I don't think I'd leave the house myself if yeah. I had four-year-olds. Well, they're egging each other on. Egging each other on. And we've seen it yeah. so much. Where we lived in St. Albans, because most mummies had left it a little bit later to have mm-hmm. kids, they most of them had had IVF, right. and which produced twins. either twins or triplets. I mean, St. Albans... Two twins and a triplet. Two twins and a triplet. St. Albans is just full of twins. Yeah. Like, like literally, there's, oh, there's classes so with like Dublin four or five. Well. Yeah. So we saw a lot of twin twin bad behaviour. Mm, yeah. <laughs> a lot of egging them on. Yeah. yeah. Terrible duos. Yeah. And who's the dominant twin and, you know, everything. So this poor mom, I feel so awful for her. But like the running that is so serious because you cannot trust them mm. until they know to hold your hand and stay with you. So what I would suggest to her is she's asked about the leads, but definitely Definitely. They're old enough to be embarrassed by those. So they will not want to wear them. And all you have to say to them is, you either stay beside me when we're out. You don't have to hold my hand. They might think they're big lads. But you stay beside me or you're wearing this. Now, the problem with twins is that they they work it out really quickly that she can't hold us both at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that is tough. But she's just going to have to... As in she can't hold the leads at the same time? No, as in when she goes to put them on them. Oh. One of them will run away. So while they're asleep at night, <laughs> put the harness on. And then but just what she might need to do is not a harness, actually the the, the brace, hand the hand lead. Yeah, right. See, I didn't even know such a thing existed. Yeah, they do, and it's a little so bit it's, harder to it's control. Like a set of handcuffs. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit harder to control, obviously, because you know they can yeah. run off, and they're a bit more in control of it themselves. But something is better than nothing. Like obviously, the ground rules should be enough, mm. but they're runners and they're getting a real kick out of it. So she needs to bring them back and be like. First of all, they need lots of warnings before they go anywhere of what they're not allowed to do and what is expected of them. And then for the first little while, they need to be told that if you do what you're told and you stay with mommy and there's no running, I will give you a treat at the end of it. And do you need to specify what the treat is? Depends on the kid, but maybe, yeah. Maybe have it something, a lollipop that they really want. Lollipops are also great too because it distracts them and the walk home won't be as tough. I'm always asking Tina for clarification on what's a good treat and what's too much of a punishment. Yeah. (laughs) Because I remember early episodes of this, you were like, don't say no TV for the evening because that means no TV for you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. God, succession. Achievable consequences that don't destroy the whole, don't have an impact on the whole family. Yeah, so I would say that and I would say to tell them that if you don't listen and you run, you're wearing your lead. And then you can also say to them, and the next time we go anywhere, you're going to have to wear your lead leaving the house. Because the problem she's going to have is getting them into the leads when she's out in public. So she's going to have to be ready for the consequence to be next time you won't have a choice. Next time I'm going to put you in them when when we're going. It's a very tough question, is it not? Yeah, but the shopping one, Jared, that's so bad. Well, this is what I was going to get to now is like when they're, you know, trousering things and pulling stuff off the shelves, they are doing it. Would you not agree? Because it's 
number one great crack. I mean, I, sometimes I want to go in shops and pull all the stuff oh, off the shelves. Oh, it'd be so much fun. Could you imagine? Oh and they're just in making... Pennies, I do that anyway. They're just, they're just making each other laugh. Yeah. Like, they're having it's fun. It's gas, yeah. Like, the, you have produced two people who really enjoy each other's company <laughs> you know it's so dope and they know this really stresses mommy out and well, isn't it so funny to laugh reaction. at mommy when she's stressed out yeah she's putting yeah. all the stuff back yeah. on the shelf yeah. in the meantime we're on the next shelf that's like that is a point where and it is so funny that yeah. by me dot <laughs> are our sponsor yeah, because well, I was going to say, this is, a good point. is this not an argument mm-hmm. for getting your groceries delivered or certainly the bake shop? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a really good idea. Sorry, that's a brilliant idea. Because I think what she could do is they obviously like exactly. the trip to the grocery store. They go. So what she could do is she could do a few online grocery shops and then tell them they're not going to the grocery store at the moment because you can't trust them in the shop. They've been doing things they're not supposed to do and that you have to show mommy that I can trust you again. And then we maybe we can go to the shops together and then she can take the stress out of the big shop by doing it online. I mean, I hate grocery shopping. I won't do it. I mean, Mikey's 12 you now. Really do. And I'm like, no, no way. No way am I going. In fact, when we were so, when we were recording this, I was like, what? <laughs> the first thing I said was, <laughs> what time is it? Because our grocery shop is coming soon. But um. That's a brilliant idea, Jar. Yeah. Do you need to, if you're going to go that way, right? Because mm. we've identified that they think the chefs are great gas. Yeah, right? they like it. They're no having too much, much fun there. Like uh, my heart goes out to this mom because I find going to the supermarket for that big trolley shop, one of the most depressing things. It's always just such hard labor, yeah, especially once you've done an online yeah. shop. So here's my pitch, right? And right. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, theatrical, dramatic man. Hmm. Do you go to the shop mm-hmm. with them as normal? Give them the warnings, right? Mm-hmm. And when they kick off, take them back out to the car, leave the trolley in the aisle, bring them back to the car and go, we're not going to the supermarket anymore. You guys have blown it. I'm going to do the shopping online until you can prove to me that you can be trusted in the supermarket just for the drama because yeah. saying to a kid in a playroom we're not going to the shops I don't hate today. that idea I don't hate it I don't think I want I don't think it's ever due. good <laughs> to do like absolute definites like we're not going to the supermarket anymore but I don't I don't hate that idea that might be nice but, I, and I that's mummy having a chance ex- to have a bit ex- of fun exactly you know uh, but I, I bet have, you that day they won't mm-hmm. misbehave the one day she needs them to yeah but this is the thing if they can get two days in a row mm. of not misbehaving you go, well, we're not going back to shops if they don't. But uh, like, I just think that if you go into a room full of Duplo, mm. kids having a blast and going, by the way, boys, I've ordered the shopping online with buyme.ie. Yeah. They're like, so? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> when, are the, yeah. when are the biscuits coming? Well, I know what puts people off is like, they think, like for me at the start, because the pandemic was when I got real into grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. It was, um, you think if you don't walk down the aisle, you can't remember what you need. Oh. And that is a thing. But you get better at doing it. But yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, bring them in. Let them make a show of you. Get them out. And then you actually have in your back pocket, the groceries are still coming. Your week's going to be okay. Could you enlist? You know, but you're always like, get the teachers involved. Could you enlist the store manager <laughs> to throw you? <laughs> <laughs> I gave you too many compliments. 
gave you, you two, out. <laughs> I gave you too many compliments. You got us thrown out of the supermarket, guys. Now we're not allowed. Go but on. what was the other thing she said? The runners, the supermarket. Was the there something? Crash in the shelves. Oh, yeah, that is terrible. I mean, one thing we're not talking about here, and this is the this is my tie in with this, because we may as well take this in, because we definitely had an email that we were told, please don't read out. Yeah. We have by a lot someone of those. who was having their kid was having the tantrum in the aisle when it was like they're a good kid but once they didn't get when they asked for the thing yeah they were like just classic lying on the floor yeah um obviously ordering online ideally with buymeme.ie is <laughs> so, is so the stupid. is the way to go there yeah. if that's your scenario but what do you do if your kid's having a tantrum in the aisle? Like, what is your advice to that person if yeah. them going, I want these Harry Bow and you going, we're not having that? Oh, I just think write it out. Like, you just wait. You don't give it any response. You let that kid make a holy show of themselves and you do Stick not, right. you do not do anything. You just stand there and wait. Really? Yep. And when they're finished, because they'll get really conscious of everyone looking at them and they stand up, you say nothing about it. Nothing about it. Continue with your shop because the last thing you want is another tantrum. And then when you get them home, you sit them down and you tell them that was unacceptable behavior in the supermarket today. Whoa. Okay. And because you did that, this is what is happening. This is the consequence of your bad behavior. And you come up with something. They need a punishment. They need to know what happened was not okay. But in the supermarket, you got to think about how can I manage this? How can I manage? What? I, I just find that advice like amazing, right? First of all, there's someone listening to this now. Yeah. Who is, well, we, you advised that parent to do this. I didn't know that that's what you said to them. But the strength that it takes oh yeah because somebody will come up to you trying to mortify you yeah and someone is going to come up and be like can you not see your child's on the ground ignore them too ignore <sighs> them do not care your child is going to get embarrassed people watching him he's going to stand up don't say a word then on with your shop get them to help distract them act like it didn't even matter and when you get them home you tell them that was fucking bullshit. <laughs> but you don't use the word fucking bullshit. You just look at them and you say, that was not okay what you did to yeah, me in the store. That is unacceptable behavior. And this is your consequence now. You know family movie tonight or something. I don't know. Tina, spot on. <laughs> That's our supermarket visit for the week. <laughs> yeah. And shout out one last time. No, no, we can't do it again. <laughs> buy me. The proud sponsor of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid. <laughs> Hi, Tina and Jar. Bear in mind, everybody, first time reading this email. So <laughs> I never read the emails before we come on because I just think it keeps it fresh. And you're lazy. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, you're lazy, not lazy. Busy. You're too busy. Two, two very similar things. Love the podcast. I'm actually a ma'am who is coming back to you for advice a second time. Always welcome. Return mm-hmm. business. Before I get into it, though, I just want to say, Jarleth, I know you always say Tina is the brains of the operation <laughs> hello I smell a compliment coming and maybe that's true i like that maybe, maybe. that's true <laughs> she's not convinced but for Neither me but for me <laughs> here we go <laughs> you keep it real oh yes <laughs> you say what i'm thinking most of the time and <laughs> maybe most parents and help me to remember that i'm not the only one just muddling through this parenting adventure love your honesty and the fact that you're not afraid to say what we're all thinking Keeping it real. It's what I love about the podcast, as well as the excellent advice, of course, from Tina. Well, 
this lady is already my new favorite emailer. <laughs> if people knew him, would you love compliments? Do, yeah. There's been people you haven't gotten along with and then they'll say... Say something nice. nice and you're like, I like that guy. Mm, yeah, well, <laughs> people are reluctant to say nice things. So uh, do that for somebody in your life today who you think is doing something good. Just let them know. So my issue is with my three-year-old son, this woman says, and his tantrums. More tantrums. Oh, more tantrums. Sorry, we both got excited there. <laughs> yeah, this is a tantrum episode. Brilliant. I'll throw a tantrum at the end of the show in solidarity with these kids. He only just turned three this weekend, but the last year has been full of tantrums. I have a five-year-old daughter, and so I thought I knew what tantrums were until my little boy came along. My daughter, like any child, has the odd tantrum. My son, on the other hand, has at least ten tantrums per day. Scroll back in the podcast there, ten seconds. Yes, she is saying her son has up to ten tantrums a day. Poor woman. It's constant and a wearisome, excellent word. He is great crack and a very enjoyable kid to be around until something isn't to his liking. And then all hell breaks loose. Whoa. Whoa. Sometimes they are due to tiredness and hunger. Well, great that she spotted that. Yeah. Like this could a lot of the time. I'm always telling parents, when did they last eat? Because yeah. they're burning it up so fast. I'm like, you got to shovel the food yeah, into maybe them at all times. Maybe this sandwich will help the thing that always. you think is the end of the world. But so many of them seem inexplicable. Okay. We try to be patient. We get down to his level. We right. explain things to him firmly, but okay. fairly. Brilliant. We make the eye contact that Tina's always talking about. But mostly, when the tantrum begins, there ain't no stopping it. Right. For 20 to 30 minutes. Whoa. Holy crumbs. So much. He can scream, cry, kick, punch and carry on like this for a long time. You've got to respect the determination of that kid. Yeah, but He's like that dog at the start of is, the show. It is worrying, though. The main reasons for his tantrum. OK, here we're getting to it now. OK. This is brilliant. She's given us some of the main reasons this why this This is great. The more off. you give, the better. The more I'm you write in these help. emails. Yeah. Yes, Tina can help a lot more. So the main reasons for his tantrums, he likes things full to the top. So to tippy all, tippy top. Must yeah, be. Must be. So all cups or of drink, bowls of cereal. If he wants an orange juice, he will not accept a half filled cup. He's a glass. He's not a glass half full man. So <laughs> <laughs> fill it to the top. Fill it to the top, bitch. Ma- maximum. <laughs> Live life to the max. This slide's going to get on well in bars. Going to put a little bit more in (laughs) there. He wants it to be to the brim. Wow. So you were right. It's the tip top to the brim. Spillage potential. Sip the top of it. No amount of explaining that it's too much will appease him. And he just starts roaring and screaming. I mean, I always go back to the Dylan Moran bit. The kids are just like tiny drunks. (laughs) 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 That glass is not for (laughs) (laughs) This poor woman, though, that is a lot to be dealing with. How many times do you pour? I mean, she's got another kid. Oh, my Lord. We've gotten smaller cups. Excellent. That's She's smart. very clever. That's smart. She, I'm tapping but my these fart. kids are so lucky. Every week I say this, these yeah, people who write, write who in are incredible parents. We've gotten smaller cups, so we're not giving him too much milk or juice, as he inevitably won't drink it all. But even then, if he spills it, which a full cup yeah. always does, he goes into a rage. He oh, needs a straw. Oh, man. She's a puppet straw. Right, there. there's a first tip. If you give him a few crisps in a bowl or a few sweets slash chocolate, he screams for more. Full to the top. 
That's how he likes it. Oh Fill it to the top. Oh my God. Take this bowl away. <laughs> Fill it to the top. So it's hard to regulate his treats. He always wants more of everything. If you give him two crackers on a plate, he wants more. If you give him four, he wants more. If you give him a biscuit after lunch, this guy sounds like Elon Musk. Just like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, he definitely sounds a lot. He's yeah. high maintenance okay. and this poor mom. Next reason for these. Okay. He also gets into a rage with broken food. Oh, Lord. Oh, well, that's very that's This is very, very common. common. Yeah. yeah. A banana that's not fully whole. A cracker that broke. A yeah. biscuit that has a small blemish in it. Immediately flings it on the ground. Yeah, I threw it on the ground. He throws it on the ground and goes off the handle. Someone has a toy he wants, he'll try to grab it. If okay. they fight back, he can't get it. He'll hit them, then fling them, fling himself on the ground. Off we go into a tantrum. God, he's three. He wants things to be a certain way, don't we all? I empathize <laughs> with this kid. I want things to be a certain way, but Lord, the world won't bend to my will. Mm. For example, his dad got him. A cracker and cheese last week. I really want crackers and cheese now, yeah, just after too. hearing that. His dad got him a cracker and cheese last week. The cheese was uh, the wrong cheese. He sounds like Mick Jagger. No, <laughs> it's the wrong cheese, mate. Get this cheese out of here. <laughs> so I, I stood up, got the right cheese and brought it to the table. Freaks out. Screamed at me to put it back. Daddy had to do it. Oh, wow. insane. Till I put the cheese back, sat down. Then daddy had to get up, get the cheese and fix it. This happens regularly. He wants a certain person to do things for him. Before we go any further, Hmm. hats off to this emailer for opening up in this way. But also being very understanding and patient with her child. Very patient. Like, hats off to you. Because I will tell you. You are not the only one dealing with these no, behaviours. No. We are getting these emails and a lot of the time people are going, please don't read this out. Yeah. But this woman is courageous enough to send it. Unless it says at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Okay. This is the other thing that kicks him off. Being told no. Right. Upsetting for a lot of children, I know. But say he asks for crisps or a treat at 9am in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I say, not right now. We can have that later. Spiral into okay. a tantrum. Okay. Last week, he wanted to go down the up escalator. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Haven't we all dreamt of doing it? (laughs) In the shopping centre, we tried to explain to him it was only for coming up. And to go down, we had to go to the next one. to show them those... uh Health and safety escalator oh videos. You'll never go on one again. Health and safety escalator videos that people have described. I saw someone's bum get ripped off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please (laughs) don't say that. No, Tina. That was a child's bum. Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you want to damage him for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Prove a point about escalators. <laughs> Full-blown tantrum. Started kicking my husband, screaming. You can barely hold him when he's like this. Strength of 10 tigers, these kids. My husband, who is a big man, really struggled that day. And he felt he was hurting him when oh, he had to restrain it's him. It's very tough. It's very tough. He was hitting my husband in the head. He was hitting his head off the ground. Oh, God. So we had to intervene. That particular tantrum lasted 50 minutes. So in the first question, Tina, you said you have to stand back and let him get through it and say nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, see, this woman's introducing a 50 minute tantrum. Are you still? We'll find out. Well, no, there's an escalator there. So, of course, they have to do what their instinct is because they've got to keep him safe. Oh, wow. Gets worse. 
I am seven months pregnant. Oh no, the poor lady. Oh, God. I mean, you talk about what salt a woman, in the wind. woman, because so understanding when she's obviously exhausted. So she says, I'm finding this physical, the physical aspect of this hard now. He is difficult to lift now when I have to remove him from a situation to protect him from himself or others. We can deal with some of the tantrums. OK, we give him the space. We tell him we're here for him when he's ready to calm down. Try not to shout. Not always successful. Yeah, Who is? Of course, Especially yeah. when we're trying to get somewhere or it's the end of the day of tantrums. But when we're trying to leave the house or we're in a shop or need to be somewhere, we just don't have 30 minutes to devote to of this. Of course, of course. He is an excellent talker. So the issue is not being able to communicate. I don't I don't think that's it. She says his speech is well ahead well, of that, most of his that peers. That is great because this that is, will help. This is going to be the trump card in this, isn't it? Mm. When he calms down, he always looks for the hug. Okay. And that's when that's, that's when everyone cries. That's good too. That's yeah. good. Okay. Which we are which we are there for there waiting for. Mm. He always seems remorseful okay, and says good sorry. Too. That's good too. Without being prompted. But it without being prompted, that's good. Mm. But it could be 10 minutes later that something else irritates him or even the same thing sets him off again. And it's straight into another tantrum. God okay. love this woman. Often we can see it coming and try to avoid it. You might give him a green plate and he'll get very angry and start crying for a red plate. I'll see what's coming and swiftly switch the food onto the red plate to avoid the meltdown. This drives some people, like my parents, oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the last thing this poor woman drives them mad and they say, we are pandering to him. Yeah, well, I'd like to see how you'd cope. That's what I always feel yeah. like saying to well, the grandparents. I'm always, I'm always reminded of uh, exactly how many wooden spoons were used in those houses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, sometimes... We are, but we've, we are pandering to him, but we've been through this 10 of these tantrums already that day and we're just tired of fighting. So yeah, we can avoid another one by just getting there with the red plate before the green plate. There are other times we have to hold firm and deal with the tantrum, like the escalator incident. Well, that's so safety. So I agree. I we agree. pick our battles. Completely. He is in a Montessori a few mornings a week and they have had one or two instances of tantrums, but not too many. Right. Because that's what I'm thinking the whole time. How does he manage outside of the home? Yeah. This is really good news. This is great. Especially he will if it's be in that Montessori full time from September. I'm looking for advice on what we should do or how we can address this. I'm sure it's a power struggle, but mm. it's exhausting. Yes. He's so much fun otherwise. Okay. But it can just flip in an instant and ruin so many activities and days. Yeah. 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 No, this is this is this is extreme behavior. And there's a safety issue here for mom as well with her bump and the baby if he's hitting out. OK, so how do we help this lady? Well, the fact that little bit at the end has just made me so excited. He's in Montessori. He's only had one or two tantrums the whole time. Mm. What does that scream? He knows the rules there. He knows the rules, but what do we know about Montessori? What are they promoting in the classroom? Order. Independence. Oh. Independence. So let's give him that at home. When, like she says, he, he will freak out about the crackers and stuff. Pop a plate with the stuff in the middle of the table and tell him to go get his plate and fill it with the crackers. Take Take anything out. That's going to set him off. You don't need to fill his glass. You don't need to do that. He can fill it himself. Fill a jug. Leave the glass out. Let him do these things himself. He is he is 
dying to be independent. He just doesn't know how to articulate it. Yeah. He's getting that at Montessori. That's In Montessori, I'm a Montessori teacher. We don't do anything for the kids. It's all about pushing them to do it for themselves. Amazing. So Tina, that I have to jump in there because mm. I had no idea what you were going to come in <laughs> okay. with. I had no idea. But it does feel like you're short-circuiting the whole... Well, you're no, literally I, I, pulling the I hope out. so, because what do we know about two and three-year-olds? Their Tricky. sense of order is so high. And yeah, we can try and understand it. We can try and think about how the world needs to make sense to them. Everything needs to be in a place. It's like at that age, they've got extreme OCD mm. and they don't know why. Mm. Like, they really need they things really to make do. sense. They God. need you to be wearing your coat. When, they need you things yeah. in places and it's a real need they feel in themselves and some children can cope, this child can't. And it, he it cannot a, cope with... It's a general with, phase? Yeah, like we talk about it, we call them sensitive periods in Montessori and he, there's a sensitive period for order, for order between the ages of two and a half to around five. They just need everything to make sense and it's why the Montessori materials are brilliant for them because yeah. everything does make sense there's a control of error in every activity they do isn't it messed up because it's like as you say it we can all remember or know one of these sensitive periods or we've seen a kid in mm. one of these sensitive periods and you've looked at a kid in a restaurant and maybe you've made the judgment where you're like little bollocks yeah but oh, really I want a fork on the left hand side yeah. And this is all it is. Yeah, and sometimes like a coat on the back of a chair can make yeah, a child that age go bananas because they're like, why would the coat be on the... Like, the coats just, go on hooks. The world does not make sense to them mm. at all. But like, grand, it's grand knowing that. But seeing it yeah, exactly. with a child whose feelings yeah. are too big about Ten it is very tough. So that's when the power, give them the power of... It's a, like a controlled power. Mm. You're in charge. They just think they're in charge. Yeah. So you've laid out all the stuff. They think they're going to choose their own plate and fill it. You're giving them a controlled feeling of that. And correct me if I'm wrong in assuming this. They're going to love it. Oh, yeah. Well, he's obviously loving it because that is what would be expected of him in school, in Montessori school. And he's coping very well with that. Mm -hmm. So that's a ma massive positive. Now, the tantrums. The hitting and stuff, that's really tough. Like, yeah. she's going to need to do a lot of work about feelings and anger. And when he's in those moments, she's going to need to acknowledge what she's seeing. Uh, I would I would definitely recommend using the de-escalation script that teachers would use in school. Right. There's five movements in this. The first is to calmly say the ch child's name. Okay, mm. address them with their name so that they know you're seeing them as a person. The second is acknowledge that you see that they are feeling something. I can see you're feeling angry. Okay, sometimes that's enough. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, yeah, I am angry. Yeah, finally. This is okay. Okay, say you say, I'm here to help. That's the third one. Fourth one is, I'm here to listen when you're ready to talk. And then when they've talked... The fifth movement is bring them away and distract them with a different activity. Just change, pivot out of it. And then later you can address it again. You need but to make what this you need, yeah, escalation you, script available to Yeah, but this isn't, that's not my idea. Yeah. It's just something that we practice. Yeah, when, we'll link it in the info. Yeah, and it really works. It really helps. I've seen it help. I've seen just even the name and acknowledging their feelings and that it's okay to feel that way. That's enough to for the child to be like, oh, okay. It's not so bad. 
But obviously this child is in the habit of having massive meltdowns. Mm, So this is going to take a lot of work. They're going to need to really work on the feelings of talking about feelings throughout the day, talking about anger, talking about how does your feelings affect the rest of the family? Like in moments of calm, having discussions about, you know, when you're angry and kicking, what, what do you think? How do you think mommy is feeling? We need to really build reflection here. We need this child to become conscious of, oh, hang on a second, when I'm doing this, it's not just me that's Mm. being affected. I'm hurting the family. And they're in their own tornado. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not your own tornado. Mommy and daddy are struggling now too. It's much more like a sea. Yeah. Where you're cannonball yeah also having yeah. ripple effects on Talk everyone about how you feel angry yeah, sometimes and the baby in the tummy oh i don't know i don't know with this kid if you bring that in because i don't know the way she's described it like you could be just offering up something else that gets kicked the next time he's angry i mean the effects on the baby oh god no no jesus that's way too much for a three-year-old to manage sorry that was my boot against my other boot one good suggestion in this episode but i do think i feel for this mom and i'm not just trying to keep it real here but i think that sometimes when you've got other parents Mm. in a similar situation that it it will really help you just to talk to someone else as well well i definitely think she should be going to the montessori a bit more like, it's an amazing place. If you have your child in a Montessori that's practicing the Montessori method, those directresses, those teachers are there to help you. Mm. And if you go into them and explain the tantrums and the meltdowns, they're going to go out of their way to be more socially aware in the classroom that way and to do lessons yeah, like and that and teach feelings, him yeah. and talk about feelings. They are such a massive tool for you. Let's face it, if your child's in Montessori, you are paying so much money, you deserve a little bit of extra help. So, I mean, I hope we've helped. Um, oh, there's absolutely no doubt about it. I'm sure we're going to talk more about think, tantrums on another I think episode. T- promoting more talk about feelings, getting into reflect, de-escalation script, promoting reflection of how your behavior impacts everyone. But also the what was the other thing I said? Independence. This child likes things done a certain yeah. way let him let do him. it that way let him. let him if you've got a problem with the crackers why don't you take the crackers yeah, out of the box not that way not with the <laughs> <laughs> not like why that why don't you make the dinner we don't want him aware <laughs> yeah. we don't you want him what? aware there's the kettle <laughs> <laughs> we definitely don't want him aware of the process yeah. <laughs> and then you get the opportunity to come in and be like oh Good you're such yourself. a big guy big look guy. at you yeah praise mm-hmm. kids want it the moment he's searching out negative let's make it let's switch that up with the positive Oh, Tina, we got a doozy for you. Question number three. It's all about your favorite thing in the world. Teeth. Mm. Biting. Biting. Biting is my biz, but teeth I'm afraid of. Our niece is a biter. My kids, three boys are all afraid of her. <laughs> they, they are under so much pressure to be gentle and kind with her. But she's allowed to do anything <laughs> she wants. That is a fair point. And mm. I can imagine the injustice of that as a young fella. My boys are aged ages 10 and 16. She is three. I think she should be told not to bite. Yeah. What advice could you give me to broach this with her mum? Whoa. Well, oh, I love when adventures into territory of do mm. I say it? Like we had last week, we had do I invite this kid yeah. to the party? If you need advice on 
do you Whether say you... it? I'm always so careful about this because I'm always worried about the friction it will cause. But she's biting your kids. You've got to say it. When it comes to biting, biting is so bad and dangerous and fixable, really easily fixable. Yeah. So I think... It's embarrassing for the mom then. This... It's embarrassing for the mom that she's allowing her child to so bite. Let's the... deal with the first question. Okay. How do I broach this with the mom? How do, mm. how do you recommend... She says it. Like she... She's concerned that there's going to be... It's an awkward conversation. It's oh, so awkward. It's an awkward conversation. Well, she could... She could use one of her kids as the fall guy and say that, you know, he's... There's no way she doesn't know. Yeah. And this she could be like, because the auntie's going to love her nephew. And she can say something like, he's, he's a little bit afraid because he doesn't know what to do when your daughter bites him. Mm. And then if she says biting, you can be like, oh, did you not know? Yeah, she's bitten him a few times. Uh-huh. No, it's very tricky. My my gut would be to go. Um, they're such gas characters, aren't they? I mean, I. <laughs> it's so I hard. Lost it. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's too hard. I, I think it. what you might need to do is <laughs> always honesty. Honesty is just easier. And just to say to her, look, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed. I've had three boys, and I, I, and they, one of them was a biter. Just. Pretend like you've been through this before and then be like, uh, so I read up a little bit on it and I can help you with the biting. No, Jerry, you've got to. You've got to. You can't allow this kid to keep biting Here's her. Here's um, I know you're a really bad parent, so I've taken <laughs> no. the opportunity to parent for you. Or you could just leave uh, How to Stop Your Kid Biting leaflet in her house. Oh, I found the book you left out for me. <laughs> this Next time you've got to me. Has a bitch come and talk to my this Instead question. of investing in poxy little books off Amazon, mm. I know my kid bites. We are working on it. Okay, okay, then let's come around a different way. <laughs> Basically, we're agreeing she can't broach it. Unless it comes up <laughs> organically, it's too hard. So then, what can she do to help her boys? Well, she can teach them how to cope with bites. And that is easy. When you're bitten, you never pull away. You push into the bite. The mouth opens, you're out. Good luck. What? Good luck. I remember David O'Doherty saying to me that when he was on a trip to Australia and they were out in the bush and a bush trialman mm. was saying, if you get bitten, they're going to cling on to your leg. Yeah. And what you have to do is take a stick and bend it over your knee. And mm. then the, cre- the creature... Thinks your leg is broken. Yeah, yeah well, we were all told that. And he's that. like, well, what human being in the world wouldn't just take the stick and beat the yoke <laughs> yeah. over there? <laughs> True. No True. one, when they're bitten by a kid, is going to have the wherewithal to push into the bite. Least of all a kid. Yeah, but you are, you will do that if you're told, if, you're, if your mother goes through it a few times with you and prepares These you for it. bites are sore. But I've had to do that in classrooms with children when I have a biter. You're about not to 10 teach. or 16 years yeah, old. But I, yeah, but I've had to teach the children how to get out oh, of the really? bites. Yeah, of course. It's so easy. It, you're not pushing. You're not being aggressive. Literally, gently pushing into the bite makes their jaw open. You get out fast. And what if they're biting you on the back? Yes, you just push into the bite. Bum it up. Bum up. <laughs> Bum into it. You lie back on top of them. <laughs> yeah. Crush them. Yeah. Just crush this through. Pushing into the bite is the way to go. Okay, right. I think that we need to go back to how you broach it because this is a wider subject, right? 
You can't. You went from this is no problem <laughs> to forget it. Forget There's it. No point. I can't help. Diddy, I can't help. Mom. It's well, a families, waste of time. Families are nightmares. So good luck. So she's related to this, of course, the yeah. niece. Right. Yeah. So I would think that Turn. you could probably open up about some problem you're having with your kid. But sure, I said that. Empathise with the No, thing. but if you say, you know, or, you know what's happening in school? We had a bit of an issue. It was a bit of a bit of a bust up, a bit of a fight in the school. Now, it took me ages to get to the bottom of whether my Johnny was involved. But apparently some of them were giving each other Chinese burns. They're like, some kids are just violent. And lure her out like a little bit of breadcrumbs. They're like, is there anything like that happening in the Montessori? And she'll go, well. No, she um, won't. She won't because moms of biters are defensive of their kids. What we can hope for here is that the child gets bit again. In front of her. In front of her. We can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope. Any hope for a biting incident. Yes. And then you can be like, we got to do something with the biting. Charlie bit <laughs> You Charlie did my finger. You did, Charlie. <laughs> Make a million off that video. Yeah. Happy days. No, I'm serious. I've Good. been thinking about it. She can't just bring it up. You just got to equip your kids with the wherewithal to, to get lean out. into the bite. Lean into the as bite. As much as you want to lean in with your fist. <laughs> if you pull away, it's going to be worse. Pull away, it's going to be worse. And also to tell your kids to say it to their auntie. Say, she bit me. Like, she's after biting me. She's after biting me. And then be like, oh, then tell her, oh, maybe she's got sensory issues in her mouth. Have you heard about this? These kids need to be eating Bingo. crunchier food. They need sensory exercises in there. She, she's still teething. She's only three. Could you say, go to, if you were still on the line, line of bringing it up, could you say, um, you know that little Eloise bit Sean and what's gas is Sean was a biter too. Hmm, I don't know. Well, biters run in families. It's just so tricky. It's so tricky. Families are hard. Oh, so hard. There's just no two ways about it. If you think your family, if this person is going, well, my family's tricky, welcome to the club. Hey, we all watch Prince Harry today. Poor Prince Harry. Everyone's family Poor is Prince tricky. Harry. And Tina's it's... right. I think you might just want to avoid it. Like you said, Tina, many episodes ago, there's something happening in school, mm. you're better off to go through the authorities, yeah. to go through the teacher than because going to drop off and going, my son said, your son. Yeah, we're all just, lionesses. We're all too protective of I our own kids. I am a lioness. Kids. Yeah, you know what I mean? And we're all too readily there to, too like, invested. the worst when it comes to my key. I'm like, what do you say about my kid? I will destroy you. Tina does the three snaps. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I feel like we've let this mom down, but... Not at all. I think Tina arm your kids in. with the knowledge how to get them. out the bites. Tell them to complain about the biting. And if they bite your back, just lie back on top of them. Yeah. And just crush that tree wrong. <laughs> That's the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? There is, of course, more to be found over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. If you'd like to support the show, that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. And in return, we give you a whole heap of extra content each and every week. Uh, and also a bit more crack and banter between me and Tina where we can just get 
to hang loose a little bit more and talk about some of the stuff that's happening in our lives. And if you want to email in the show, you just email honey, you are ruining our kids at gmail.com. And also, if you do use the Buy Me app, you get 10% off if you use Honey 10 while honey using 10. it. So the Buy Me app is what you need mm. uh, to get this excellent discount. Mm. Shouts to Buy Me, shout out to Go Loud. Yeah. Keela Brogdon over there to D Ready. Wish you the very best of luck. And you guys, thank you so much for submitting these emails. Come over and hear the rest on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Road and Tina. Thank you. And Jarlath, thank you. <laughs> Love you. Honey, you're ruining our kid with Jarlath and Tina, a Go Loud parenting podcast proudly sponsored by Buy Me, the only way to get done stores delivered to your door in as little as an hour. Don't forget, use code HONEY10 for €10 off your first order. T's and C's apply.